We are so glad that you have decided to join us today for the Bridge for Peace Healing to the Nations podcast with Annette Eckhart. On this weekly podcast, which comes out every Wednesday, Annette interviews a member of the Bridge for Peace family. If you would like to learn more about our ministry or help us by becoming a financial partner, visit our website at bridgeforpeace.org. We hope you enjoy the interview and that you are inspired to walk closer to Jesus. Here is Annette. Welcome. We're so happy that you're here with us today. And I've got a very exciting person here with me today, all the way from Australia, to share with us her love and her knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that's my dear friend, Louise Gottery. Welcome, Louise. Thank you, Annette. And hello, everyone. (laughs) So it's so good, Louise, to think about our God who brought us together from, you know, from across the world. He plucked you up from Sydney area in Australia, plucked me up from New York in the USA and brought us together that we could love him and serve him and praise him, bringing healing to the nations through the power of the blood of our savior, Jesus Christ, our bridge for peace. So Louise, I know you've had many experiences of healing Healing personally, I think we're going to start there. Why don't we just start right there, Louise? I know you're bursting to tell us all the goodness of God in your life. So why don't we start right there with one of those testimonies of God healing you personally, wherever, wherever, whichever really just jumps up into your heart. That's the one we want to hear today. Um. I'll start with a later one. I'd been spirit-filled for at least 10 years. And just because you're gifted from God, you're spirit-filled, it doesn't mean that tough things are not going to come your way. And this was difficult for me. I had a Christian husband who I prayed with. For years we were happy and then things changed. And it was very difficult. And I kept praying, you know, for better or for worse, in sickness or in health. Mm-hmm. And things just got worse. And he left the Lord. He hated me. He committed adultery. He was abusive. I was in a really horrible place. And I felt rejected. I felt alone. I felt God had left me, but he'd never left me. And I had to get divorced. And I was told by a good priest that divorce is not a sin in your situation. That helped, but I feel, still felt shame. I felt shame. I felt rejection. I felt, how can God use me? Because I want to be a missionary. I want to go to Africa. I want to do so many things for the Lord. But in my hurt, I obviously sinned as well. Things I did later, I had a child out of wedlock, did lots of wrong things. And I've prayed for many people who have done lots of wrong things. But God never rejects us. He never rejected me. And I ended up joining a Bridge for Priest team and going to many countries and seeing many miracles through my prayers. So I want to give hope, especially for those people who feel rejected by their church who feel they're not good enough, who feel ashamed of the sin of their past, 
they feel like they're going to be embarrassed, too embarrassed to speak out the good news. That's what I'd like to talk about today. So, Louise, thanks for sharing that. There's many people who need to hear that story. And when you talk about rejection, I know that rejection wounds are some of the hardest wounds for people to receive healing for. Um, what helped you in your time when you were really feeling that rejection deeply? What helped you to get past that place? I knew in my deep pain I had to forgive. And it was a decision. It was very difficult. I felt really hurt because I was right and they were wrong. That was my attitude. But as I chose to forgive, I didn't condone what they did, the people that hurt me, but I chose to forgive and see them through the lens of God's eye. Mm. See them as God sees them. Mm. So when you say we see them through the lens of God's eye, see them as God sees them, what does that mean to you? How do you believe God sees people who are even sometimes deliberately hurting others? He still loves them. He wants everyone to be saved, not just the good guys, mm -hmm. in inverted commas. He loves them. He understands their hearts more than I possibly can, their motives, their pain, what led them to that decision. And also the spiritual realm, the enemy, Satan, and how he is involved in this. And but by the grace of God, I've been saved from that. By the grace of God, I've been freed from that. They're in a snare often. Yes. But my, my job is to love them unconditionally, to be unoffendable, to persevere in prayer as God leads me. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, Louise, there might be someone listening today who relates to the reality that some people are cruel to others. And there might be someone listening today who has had a lifestyle of anger and revenge and even just being mean to other people, being cruel to other people, hurting other people for whatever reason that's been their lifestyle perhaps. And when you talk about that, God loves them, that despite those cruel and mean things that we may do or even make a lifestyle out of that God still loves us, that could be news to someone. And it just reminds me of what I say to our children in our Bridge for Peace Children's Village in Uganda, the children that we have who have been orphaned, that I tell them, you know, Jesus loves us when we're good, when we do the things we should. Jesus loves us when we're bad, though it makes him oh so sad. So I'm just thinking about someone who might be listening today, who might relate um, to the reality that they have wounded a lot of people. And perhaps they think that they are outside of the reach of God because of what they've done. 
And you've talked to us today about forgiveness, forgiving those who have hurt us, and seeing people through the lens of God's eye. How does God look at those people? How do you believe God's looking? If we have someone right now who's listening who says, well, I've, I've hurt a lot of people in my life, and maybe having a sense of being rejected by God because of that, what would you say to someone like that today? I would say, for a start, I went into a relationship that was wrong after my husband left and I had a child. So I was in serious sin and I thought I'd be disqualified to minister to work for the Lord, to be in his kingdom, to be in his church. But God says he doesn't take back the calling that he has on each one of us that we often are aware of when we're little children. And even if you're not aware of it, he has a plan and a purpose for you, and it's very good. So I just want to encourage you to be fearless to not be ashamed, to not listen to the lies of the enemy. The enemy might be saying to you, you'd be better off dead. He said that to me. I'm better off out of the way. We reject those lies and we accept that we are redeemed, that we're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. He's cleansed us from all our sin. The cross was a complete work. It wasn't a half-patch job. It was a complete work. So I know I need to trust in Jesus and in his word that I am healed, I am sanctified, I am redeemed. And so are you when you come to receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour and re repent of your sin and accept his forgiveness, which is all-encompassing. Mm. It covers everything. It's never too late. There were four little words there, Louise. Four little words. Repent of your sin. That, that found its way in there. So there was that, that time of being distant from God. And God continues to love us. That time of being distant. And then perhaps in our distance, hurting others, doing those things that have caused pain. You know, sometimes... It's even just speaking a word that you know you really shouldn't speak and you know it's hurt that person. Um, you talked about repent of your sin. Would you tell us what that means to you? So repentance is not remorse, feeling sorry that you got caught. Repentance is realizing that you've offended God first and foremost. You've hurt other people, but you've hurt God. So you make a decision to turn around, make a U-turn, a complete turnaround. So if I've lied, I make a decision to not lie, but I also do something else. I make recompense. I make a decision to do something more. So if I've stolen something, I will pay that back, but I'd also try and bless that person and give them something more. Or if I can't give it to the person, I give it to the church. We turn away from our sin. 
and we do it quickly and enthusiastically because we don't want to be separated from the heart of God. We want to stay close to him all the time. Mm -hmm. So you talked about also, Louise, I guess I'm wondering two things, but when you talk about being rejected by your husband, that your husband loved the Lord and then whatever happened and that he committed adultery and you found yourself in a situation where you had to part ways. And we talk about forgiveness and we talk about asking God's forgiveness what about between people? How does that work out? How have you experienced that? Well, sometimes there's reconciliation. It's beautiful. But I always find you wait on God. So with my husband, he still doesn't talk to me. I rarely see him. If I see him, he'll scowl at me. But I just say hello and I make a decision not to say a negative word about him, especially in front of my children. Very important for them to honour their father. And it's not easy. And it's very difficult with years of prayers, but I leave that in God's hands. Mm -hmm. And it's the best way to be, but I have to check my heart all the time. With other people, I've had opportunity to reconcile and be friends again. Mm -hmm. So it's really you've got to trust in God and wait on God and a lot of wisdom is involved. With my second partner, I know God drew a bloodline. He's violent and abusive, and I would not want to see him again. I have court orders protecting me from him. So that is a closed door, and I accept that. And there's wisdom involved in this. If someone is being abused, I'm not saying they should go back to an abusive partner. It's definitely not saying that. There's wisdom involved, but our heart can't be bitter or hard towards the person, no matter what they've done, because it, it hurts us more than them. Mm -hmm. And we can't grow and heal and be open to all the love that God wants to pour into us and pour out to others. When you talk about our heart growing bitter and hard and then not being able to love and not being able to receive love, um, how did you overcome that? Louise, I'm sure there must have been with the rejection, you know, a lot of pain and with pain comes a lot of feelings. How did you reject that? What about people who say, I'm trying to forgive, but um, how would you respond to someone like that after your experience, what you've been through? It's very difficult to forgive people that are really cruel. Um, I would say I was given the grace to forgive again and again when different memories came up. I had to forgive different things. God's very gentle. If it's very traumatic, he's not going to bring that to your mind all at once. That would crush someone. I mean, he just was very gracious, and it was with other people praying for me, counselling, or in times of when I was ready for it. Mm -hmm. But I always encourage people to say, I will forgive him or her one day. To never say never, I'm never going to, no, make vows, I'm never going to forgive. Say, mm -hmm. God, give me the grace to forgive. Mm -hmm. I was able to speak the words because I know how important it is 
to forgive to be healed. Mm-hmm. So, so it would stop interest. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So I hear you saying that you reached out for a support group. Yes. You had people praying for you. You had people that you could discuss the matter with, people that you could trust. You had good counselors around you. And one of the things that I always encourage people to remember is um, that we want to forgive as a decision. So we talk about two different things. You know, you talk about many people feel that forgiveness is an emotional decision, but it's actually a decision before Christ not to do with our emotions, not about how we feel, not if we feel that we want to forgive or we feel that we, you know, that they haven't paid the price, that they need to be punished more. A lot of feelings that people have, but that it's a decision. And unforgiveness can be a contract with the devil who wants to rob us because God doesn't live in that place. So many times it could be a spirit of unforgiveness that wants to live through us and bring bitterness and condemnation and accusation into our hearts, into our minds, and then eventually it comes into our physical bodies and makes us sick. And we've seen that many times in the healing line. Um, So I want to really encourage people that forgiveness is a decision and you can make the decision today. You can decide today to forgive and let the Holy Spirit work in your heart. Let the Holy Spirit take care of those emotions that we can't force those emotions, but we can actually make a decision, no matter how we feel about it, to make a decision in the name of Jesus Christ. Again, as Louis said, it doesn't mean they're right, and it doesn't mean we condone it. It doesn't mean God condones it. But as we heard Louise's testimony of what happened to her in her marriage, what happened to her after that in another relationship, that she was able to make that decision for the sake of her own freedom, as well as her response to God. Louise, we only have two minutes left. In those couple of minutes, would you pray for anyone who's struggling today with a rejection wound, um, with unforgiveness in their heart, and who really needs your prayers to support them today? We just thank you, Father that you're such a good and loving God and you include everyone. You want everyone to be in your kingdom. I especially pray for people suffering from rejection, from shame, from fear, and from unforgiveness. I just pray, Lord, that you'll meet them where they are, in their anger, in their bitterness, in their hurt and in their pain, and they make the decision to forgive. And for me, it was every year for five years, one person who lied in court. It may not be just once. It might have to happen again and again for a while. You may have to keep facing, but I encourage you to persevere because the reward of joy, peace, and dancing in his presence is so worth it. It's worth the pain. It's worth the perseverance to push through. So I pray that you'll be able to reject the lies of the enemy and be able to hear the truth of the word of God about you and who you are. I just break off all lies of the enemy that has been spoken over you, and I just declare that you're chosen, that you're beautiful, 
that you're special and God will never reject you. He always loves you. He's always there and he's always been there. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Louise. And we pray many today will find Jesus Christ as their bridge for peace. We're Bridge for Peace. You can write to us at bridgeforpeace.org. God bless you. And we're bringing healing to the nations through the power of his blood. We hope you have enjoyed this inspiring episode of the Bridge for Peace Healing to the Nations podcast with Annette Eckhart. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of Bridge for Peace or help us continue publishing these podcasts by becoming a financial partner, please go to our website, bridgeforpeace.org. If you desire to learn more about praying for healing and understanding all that the grace of God provides for you through the shed blood and resurrection of Jesus Christ, check out our Foundation eCourses on our website. Also, if you have any questions, need prayer, or have a story to share, email us at info at bridgeforpeace.org. Please join us every Wednesday for more inspiring interviews with Annette. This is Scott Silverberg for Bridge for Peace founders Ed and Annette Eckert wishing you a blessed day and hoping that you would allow Jesus to become your bridge for peace. Music